It very quickly all went slightly wrong. I was exhausted and I felt incredibly unhappy. Um, at work, I continually felt I wasn't being there enough and doing it right. And at home, I felt the same. With each subsequent pregnancy, the anxiety about going back to work was actually worse. Um, and it's nerve-wracking going back because you don't, you've been living in a different world and you're going into a world where there doesn't seem much room for self-doubt. Hello and welcome to the Mothers in Medicine podcast, the place where we'll be having honest and open conversations with leaders in the medical field who are also mothers. I'm Dr Scholler. I'm a neurology registrar, a wife and a mother. I love my job and I love my family, but life as a mother and a doctor can be hectic. Over the coming weeks, I'll be asking my guests about their real life experiences and they'll share their practical tips and advice for managing the juggle. Returning to work from maternity leave can be a surprisingly daunting task filled with all sorts of challenges and a range of mixed feelings. With flailing confidence, crippling anxiety and the inevitable mum guilt, how can we as mothers in medicine master the return to work? This week I'm joined by Dr Helen Fiddler, consultant gastroenterologist, deputy chair of the BMA UK Consultants Committee and mother of five. Hi, Dr. Fiddler. Great to have you here. Hello. Uh, thank you for asking me, Stella. Thanks for setting this up. Please, can you tell me a little bit about yourself outside of work? Crikey. Um, that's a challenge for many doctors because we seem to spend our whole lives working. Um, so I'm uh, 60 years old. I'm a very keen um, amateur violinist and play a lot of chamber music. Um, and there's a funny thing about nominative determinism in my name, isn't there, of course, but I'll get the joke out of the way now. Um, I'm very keen on my two dogs. I've got two lovely dogs. I've got a lovely family. I'm very lucky. Um, and I've got five children. So uh, busy life, but um, really, really um, very fortunate person. Well, today we're going to be talking about mastering um, the return. So, you know, a lot of doctors, well, for any women, really, you know, you go on maternity leave, you have your um, child and often that return to work can, you know, fill people with a lot of dread. Um, can you tell me a bit about your experience of returning to work? I've returned to work five times now. And uh, with my first child, um, I didn't think there'd be any difficulties um, I considered myself essentially to be superwoman at that stage. I was doing a transplant job, um, long hours, but nothing was going to hold me back, etc., etc. And so I returned to work when he was six weeks old with a live-in nanny. Um, and uh, it very quickly all went slightly wrong um, in that I found I was getting no sleep at home or at work and I was exhausted and I felt incredibly unhappy um, at work. I continually felt I wasn't being there enough and doing it right. And at home, I felt the same. And the shock to the system of returning to work after having a baby, I had not anticipated. I was very naive. Um, and it, it now it all just merges into a blur of misery until after a certain length of time, I found I was going to the toilets to cry. And the GP said, take a week off very wisely and I took a week off and slept and um, realised actually I had to um, switch to less than full-time working 
And then that took ages to sort out, but eventually happened. And after that, day-to-day life got easier. I was more aware of the anxiety around going back to work with my second child. Um, And with each subsequent pregnancy, (laughs) the anxiety about going back to work was actually worse because I took longer and longer off. So I took six weeks with the first, and then with my last child, I took 15 months, which was maximum. So full maternity leave plus all annual leave in there and um, that's a long time to have off Um, and it's nerve-wracking going back because you don't you've been living in a different world and you're going into a world where there doesn't seem much room for self-doubt so yeah it was it was difficult. You said you took um, six weeks off Why, why such a short period of time obviously everyone has different reasons for making the decisions they do but why did you take six months at that time six weeks at that time? So because um, I didn't want it to hold back my career progression and I was surrounded by people saying that having a baby can really hold you back um, and that you've got to really prove yourself and you've got to be, you know, equivalent to all your male colleagues. I was only the second part time gastro registrar, uh, senior registrar at that stage in the country. So there were not many women, to say the least, um, doing gastroenterology. And so I think I thought that it was um, that I had to do that to, to so that people didn't think I was, um, you know, taking a back seat, really. Um, and I was still competitive with the others. Uh, but, you know, that was it, it was a very strange time. I, you know, this is back in the you know, it would be the early 90s. So things have changed since then, but not enough. <laughs> so what um, adjustments did you make um, in that time? Obviously, you said you took some time out. Um, that was after the first baby um, you were signed off um, and you took some time to rest. And, you, you know, what, what adjustments did you make um, as, as you went back following on from that? Well, they're, they're essentially, there were no adjustments to be made at work. It was totally inflexible. But I quickly um, tried to get advice from senior colleagues about going part-time. The two women I approached, um, who were gastroenterologists, one of them, um, when I mentioned going part-time, looked at me and walked away. Goodness And the other me. one said, never go part-time, it's the death of your career. Um, and so that wasn't hugely helpful. I didn't really have a role model. Um, and uh, so I, but I realised I had to go part time. So I got in touch with the deanery. I kicked up a fuss. I did my very, very best. It took about nine months to sort out, which was very, it was very, very difficult, actually. Um, and I was very unhappy, but got through it. And uh, having gone part time, I managed to keep my career going. So it was worth it in the end. I mean, I'm amazed it took nine months to work part time. But what do you think was the biggest challenge for you? I think an overwhelming sense of failure and not being part of a group. So I didn't, at work, people resented me because, well, for a start, I was pretty unhappy and I might have been quite difficult to work with. I don't think so, but you know, you don't know. But also, I had to leave on time. The nanny, you know, childcare and nannies don't reckon on overtime and they don't reckon on every night staying late. So I had to leave and any work I had outstanding had to be handed over, which within, you know, three days means that all your colleagues think you're, you know, lazy, essentially. So it was horrible. Nobody, I felt nobody liked me at work. And then I went along to, I thought, well, where's my tribe, you know? So I went along to an NCT group 
um, on one of, um, I think it was on a, a, a day's holiday I took. And uh, I didn't fit in there either because they were all planning to meet up for things and going to all these groups. And I couldn't go to any of them because I was working. So I had no no group that supported me. So the hardest thing was that feeling of not belonging, of and of just being very unhappy whatever I was doing and also having to adjust to a new baby, um, which was very difficult because I didn't have brothers and sisters to help me. My mum uh, lived a long way away and was elderly and not very keen on babies. And so it was, it was difficult. I look back now at myself at that stage with great sympathy um, and I hope nobody finds themselves in a similar position without support. And the, you mentioned there that kind of um, issue of having to leave on time and feeling that it isolated you um, in some way. And I can imagine a lot of people, a lot of mums um, and mothers in medicine have probably experienced that. And I've certainly experienced that difficulty of trying to get away. Is there any tips that you would give, you know, on, on this side of things Um in terms of strategies for kind of dealing with that? I think to, to be totally open as quickly as possible. So ideally, before you start the job, say, I have to leave at this time. What are the strategies in place for any outstanding work? What should I do? Who should I talk to? And then making it clear, or if possible, that it's not you that has that conversation with the people that will pick up the work. So they don't necessarily think you're just, you know, uh, being lazy. It's, I tried to do that, um, and unfortunately, because of a slightly dysfunctional department and one consultant not talking to another, it didn't work for me. But I think being very open about what you need and being very realistic, um, and to some extent being quite sort of bloody-minded in advance, so that at the time it's easier. Um, but it is it is really difficult. It's not just that feeling that, oh, you're you're the one that dumps stuff on other people. But it's also the not being able to go to the social events. You know, we go, oh, we're going for a beer after work. Do you want to come? Oh, well, I can't. I've got to pick the baby up. And that kind of thing, it's subtle, but it really excludes you from stuff really significantly because you're not making those sort of informal relationships that smooth your working life and also going to conferences if you don't if you find it's harder to go to conferences you know I know it's a bit off topic so sorry but you know you don't get those opportunities because a lot of the opportunities for getting involved in projects and stuff are made informally with people that you might bump into informally and that's much harder when you've got a baby and you've got to get back for certain times and you can't go to these things but having said all that, it is only a short period of time in a long career. So I suppose one message from that is that it doesn't last forever. And, you know, just tread water for a while. How did you bounce back? I think it, there's a couple of things. So one is going part time allowed me to have some compromise by feeling that both lives worked. So I was doing pretty well at work and I was doing pretty well with the kids. And so being part time made a massive difference. The other thing is I'm naturally quite a bloody minded person. So once I stopped being depressed and exhausted, um, I dug my heels in and decided this is just dreadful. And I started to get quite stroppy and I joined the um, first committee at the Royal College of Physicians for new consultants and started just banging the drum. And as I've gone through my career, I've got increasingly feminist. <laughs> um, and uh, then, you know, five or six years ago, I got very involved with the BMA and have been very interested in women's issues there. So I think that I, I've, 
I do feel, to some extent, rather angry about what happened in the first five, ten years of my career. And I do want to try and fix it for other people. Um, and it, that's why, you know, one reason to be very grateful for you doing this, Solar, so that women can hear that other women have had these experiences and that it really isn't acceptable. What do you think that you would say to your younger self now? I would say take your full maternity leave, get as much support in place before you go back to work, including going to every toddler group, every NCT group, baby massage, the whole lot, because you make friends who will help you when you go back to work. Um, so social contacts in your new world of having a baby. And then when you go back to work, plan for it. So now we have things called kit and split days, which I've, I'd never had, but I think they sound like a good idea if they're run properly. Um, and then try to go back gradually. So rather than going straight back into a full-time post, try to do a sort of gentle reintroduction and be really kind to yourself. I know you mentioned that it was really hard and it was, sounds like it was a really difficult time and that often there were, it was difficult to find people, um, you know, sort of role models and other people that you could kind of share your experiences and be open with. Were there any kind of support systems that you um drew upon at that time um I don't quite know how I muddled through it um I think I was just like a lot of us I was really committed to making my career work and that was what got me through but there was a complete lack of any um, support networks for people like me it was as I say it was back in the 90s it was still a feeling certainly amongst all my male colleagues, and they were all male predominantly, um, that, you know, their wives managed to um, carry on uh, with their baby without making all this fuss. And what was I doing making all that fuss? And they knew about parenting because they've got babies at home. Um, and why should I be allowed to go part time um, when, you know, they couldn't just because I'd got a baby, you know. And of course, they all had wives at home who either didn't work or didn't work such long hours. Um, which is absolutely fine, and in fact, their wives probably considerably more sensible than me. But it's not the fair; it's not a fair analogy. And I think there is still a conception that it's um, the same experience for men and women um, all the time. And I don't think that's true. I think we still have lots of uh, expectations on women when babies are born that we don't put up on their um, partners. Do you think um, confidence was an issue in that time? So I just started my specialist training more or less um I was in my second year so yes I mean we're we're all learning throughout our careers um but at that stage I was on quite a steep learning curve um and I was doing a lot of on call and it, there were some really really sick patients as anyone who's worked in transplant will know um and I so I, I was lacking confidence at work I felt I had to prove myself. So that made it rather more difficult, perhaps, for me being, a, you know, to say I needed help. Um, although that wasn't so much of a problem, I think. But it, it was difficult. And then, of course, with the baby, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was completely hopeless. Um, and uh, the nanny, I used to get home from work and cook the nanny dinner, having been on call all weekend. I mean, it was absurd. You know, I, I could really have done with someone just to say, actually, you know, this is what you should be doing. 
Um, but uh, anyway, I muddled through and found my own way. And I think often when you teach yourself a lesson, you remember it better than if someone else has shown you. Did you have anyone um, at home um, sort of supporting sort of a partner or anything? Yes. So I'm lucky I've got a, I've got a lovely husband. Um, I, so there's a pause now because he was at that stage applying for senior registrar jobs and was very caught up with his career as well. And so he wasn't in a position to be able to provide much emotional support. And it had been my decision to have the baby. And so there was a sort of subtle and perhaps societal expectation that I was the one that looked after the baby. And um, so although he behaved himself and didn't do anything too dreadful, it wasn't it wasn't hugely helpful i think a lot of people might find that themselves in that similar situation it's not always um the case that um you know the duties at home or the responsibilities of kids is equally split obviously for some people you know they might have that but for some people they don't so um yeah thank you for sharing that but you did make it through um do you, do you feel like imposter syndrome was an issue for you at that time? Oh, yes. I've always been very interested in imposter syndrome. Although the trouble with it is there's a tendency for it to once again put the blame on um, the woman. You know, it's your fault. You're feeling that way. And of course, that's that's not right. But yes, I did wonder, what am I doing doing this job? You know, and uh, bringing the baby in at weekends when I was on calls, breastfeed, I'd have moments where I'd be on the phone to ITU trying to arrange transfer of someone who was hemorrhaging from a variceal bleed while simultaneously trying to breastfeed. Really? And I had, it was a, it's surreal. It's very, very hard if you're someone like me who compartmentalizes to try and put those two worlds together. And I used to think, what am I doing? What am I doing doing this? I'm doing everything the wrong way. I haven't seen anyone else do this this way and make it work. And when the kids are older, it doesn't necessarily always get better. I had a um, another time when I was trying to endoscope someone who was who was exsanguinating, um, and I had a phone call from the school saying it was urgent. And so I was again on the phone to, about my son um, at the same time as trying to um, do some critical work. So it can be really difficult combining children with. Uh, with family life but probably that's the same for everyone and as your family um grew over the years um it it, it didn't put you off completely <laughs> and obviously the desire to be a mother and to have that family was greater than the um you know how difficult it was and obviously you must have been quite resilient to go through and do it five times. I loved, um, I loved being on maternity leave, um, and I loved having having the kids. I've been so so lucky, um, and uh, you know, I used to uh, when it would with my first, I would be driving home from work exhausted and see um, people pushing their prams along and think, oh, I wish that could be me, you know, wish that could be me instead of being stuck at work. And then as I took more and more maternity leave, it was me. And I made really good friends from all sorts of different backgrounds at toddler groups. Um, and uh, I having the children has just been brilliant. And that's the, again, as I say, it, it's really hard at times, really, really the most difficult thing I've ever done. 
But now, when the children are older and we've all, we, you know, relationships are good and my husband's retired, it's been so worth it. So although it was absolutely gruesome at times, it absolutely has worked out very, very well for me. And I'm extremely fortunate. Thank you. That's really encouraging. I'm actually pregnant with my third. So, <laughs> um, and I think, well so I think um, after the first two and um it is stressful um and then people are like again like what's wrong with you why are you doing this again (laughs) Um, there should be a there should be a list of things that people have had said to them when they say they're pregnant so I had someone say my medical director said oh I thought you were more ambitious than that Uh, my parents both said oh dear you know and then oh haven't you got a television was the other one you know and do you know, you laugh, but I don't think it's okay. I don't think people should say things like that. You know, there is only one correct response, and that's congratulations. Yes. Obviously, you're really experienced as a mum and as a clinician and doing this um, amazing juggle that we do. What top tips would you give to mothers in medicine? Try and find a tribe. So try and find other women who are working a similar way that you are. Um, and... That's the first one, so that you can share experiences. Um, And there are lots of groups, I think, now for mothers in medicine. Um, Be very, very kind to yourself. And don't worry if your standards slip. Just keep going. It's fine to tread water. You don't have to continue to be forging ahead with your career. It is fine just to tread water for a few years and then pick up again afterwards. Um, It's The career is a long career a marathon, not a sprint, you will um, end up when you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s with a really rewarding job and a lovely family. Um, So it's all worth it in the end. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Please can I ask if you've enjoyed today's episode that you go back to the podcast directory where you downloaded the episode and press follow. Not only will this mean that you don't miss any future episodes, but it also helps us as the Mothers in Medicine podcast team to continue this work. Thanks for listening. 